0: Hello listeners, welcome to the first full episode of Blind Drunk A brief explanation of why we're here For more years than I care to remember I've sent out an email every couple of Fridays To a big group of friends to meet and have a drink And when I thought about it, it's not really the drink I normally look forward to Because if I went home, I probably wouldn't have the drink What I look forward to is having a relaxing, entertaining... Informative, Convivial conversation with people I like That makes up for the fact that a large proportion of the week was probably shit So the aim here is to achieve the same thing Blind drunk is a convenient name Because it you know, sounds nice alongside blind insights But the aim more than anything is to have that moment of relief Where you go, ah, nice people, nice conversation And a nice beverage being the third thing in the mix Logic behind... The picture, the graphics. I kinda of thought, you know, Vikings' ultimate dream was to die in battle and go to Valhalla and you would fight every day, and it didn't matter if you died in that battle every day, and nighttime you'd pop back up around the you know, the table in the dining hall with all your friends. You may have killed each other during the day, but it was okay. Now you were sitting at the table, telling stories, eating large amounts of grilled meat, and drinking meat or beer, and everything was okay. So Yeah, there was the logic for the graphics. I think that's a big enough explanation to start with. And now I'll say welcome to Tim Whiffen.
1: Thank you for having me here. Um, I'm someone who is going through an alcoholic education after um, what I can only call an oppressive two and a half years of sobriety.
0: That's a great introduction and what a way to start. (laughs) And uh, welcome to Dr. John Bruni, a man who I have drunk far too much alcohol with.
2: Oh, yeah. Hi, David.
0: (laughs) Well, that (laughs) keeps life simple. We just move straight on. And hello to Josh Morrow, our amazing artist in residence. Hey, Josh.
3: Hey, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, I'm not going to lie, when Tim sent me an email inviting me to uh, have a beer with Uh, My ex-university lecturer, my most recent graphic design boss, if you will. Client. (laughs) Client. (laughs) And uh, himself, after being my sober housemate for two and a half years, I thought it was a joke, but... (laughs) Here we are. Uh, so cheers, boys. <laughs> cheers.
1: cheers. to that. Clink, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> clink, clink, clink. Ah,
1: yeah, special effects. Ah. Absolutely. I, I said mm-hmm. I was going to put some special effects in this, but I forgot to load up the soundboard. Ah, we'll make, like a, a, we'll make a up our own Tim.
0: Oh. <laughs> no, he didn't. He does.
1: So the theme song comes in here now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. All right, so what's next, David? Sorry, I forgot. <laughs>
0: well, that's all right. This is the point. Keep drinking, Tim. Uh, yeah. okay. Keep okay. drinking. <laughs> yeah, you know, we will generally have a beverage per episode. Sometimes it may even be coffee. Mm. If we can get the right barista and maybe record in someone's cafe, we're already looking at options for that. We're looking in the long run to maybe get in touch with breweries and say, "Lend us a brewer or a marketing person and a couple of six packs. Tell us about what you do and come join in the conversation." We're looking to have friends on who are home brewers. We're looking to have some winemakers on to talk about their wines. And after that, I think it'll just generally be, you know, talk about what we're reading, what we're listening to, what we're watching, well, what you lot watch and what I listen to, what thing in the news grabs you, or what thing in your life is freaking you out this week. But seeing we have the amazing in-house artist sitting opposite me, Josh, tell us about the awesomeness that is your ability to draw and how you came up with the idea for our graphics and for John's international man of mystery wow that's um <laughs> i've you never do been any called that or all of that yeah <laughs> or none of it artist is high praise i i, I will accept cartoonist no, um, I'm, no i'm going to say artist on the basis that i pretty much live in my blind insights t-shirts and it's still every second day someone comments how cool it looks oh well, thanks so much
3: um that's the the original blind insights logo as well mm. which mm. um I, I prefer this blind drunk one. If you're listening to the podcast, you can see it in front of you. Um, hmm. uh, Tim and I had a, a very lengthy discussion about uh, <laughs> uh, the the muscle tone on you, David. Actually, yeah, well, the, my wife just uh, went, "Why do you look like a superhero?" <laughs> I feel like it um really takes that podcast to the next level when when it's Tim and Superman. <laughs> and
0: yeah, but that's just too much of a thing to live up to. How am I going to cope? <laughs>
2: Just don't bring any kryptonite to the table. Okay, Okay. what's kryptonite for David? There's a question for later.
0: Mm.
3: Right. (laughs) That's the point of this podcast, actually. We're going to keep feeding drinks into David until we
0: find his kryptonite. (laughs) What happens is I normally just start playing with a knife and everyone gets frightened and runs away. Yeah, (laughs) it's our kryptonite. Oh,
1: there you go. (laughs) Because, of course, Josh draws me in in, in a very um, aesthetically pleasing light, you know. I've got a bit of a, a taper around my... You're looking uh, good. Lats, yeah. you know, and then it would it would be <laughs> I didn't I didn't want it then to look the opposite way around, where it's like David, who is a uh you know, very hard boiled, physically trained yoga expert next to me, who is someone who is lives a sedentary lifestyle at the moment, who is now more muscly than David. So <laughs> I was like we have to buff David up a little bit. <laughs> Jesus,
2: too, oh, look, Josh, I'm just so glad you haven't drawn me as a cartoon because I think that I would end up looking like um, the Hindenburg or something. <laughs> well,
3: it's coming. I, I noticed that you're also wearing your own podcast T-shirt today. So. Yes, I am.
2: Uh, oh. No, it just came in the mail the other day, and I it's it's the uh, the khaki or the um, mm. olive uh, olive army olive, olive green. Mm. It's great. I love it. Well, it's yeah. time for the uh, the John
3: Bruni redesign, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> we <laughs> start <have> to- <laughs> a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> to get him
1: like a Valkyrie helmet and a cape, oh, yeah. and a trident. Oh, yeah, I like that. That idea. can be the new Strategicon logo. We yeah. can just have you as like as Strategicon. You know
2: I was doing a little bit of family uh, history searching, I think last week, and uh, it—I had not known this, but the coat of arms on a castle that should have still, should have still been in the family but isn't—it kind of looks very Vikingish. It looks really good. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, I wouldn't mind actually purloining that, although I don't know what the legal implications of that kind of thing is. So maybe Josh, I'll flick it across to you and you can work something out. Yeah, it's, it's got the
0: use as a starting point and tweak, maybe.
2: Valkyrie
1: wings and all kinds of really cool stuff. Your yes, new career as someone who just draws coats of arms. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> you know, there's a whole
0: sort of school of heraldry in Europe. Yeah. So you probably find you're gonna get hunted down by some dude in a tweed suit going, Mr. Morrow. That is not how we draw that house. No. <laughs> what
3: are you talking about? I thought that I was just doing the Slytherin
2: logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll get
0: it around those Austrians.
2: <laughs> hey, um, I've got to say, though, you know, just for the listeners, you know, Josh is an excellent artist. I would say cartoonist is just not on. What you have done for the upcoming Maritime Advanced Workshop that I'm heading off to Copenhagen with was fantastic. And when I look at what the people at MAST had provided us initially during the period of time when you were putting it together, it was so goddamn awful. Well, (laughs) let's
0: just say conventional. When you described it to me, it was like, ah, 20 dudes who spent 20 years in the conventional services came up with an image that would be on the front of a bad training exercise. Yeah. Kudo, clusterfuck, twenty twelve, <laughs>
2: and I, 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 I love, I loved your image of the devil, the Russian devil bear, so much that I'm, I'm actually, I've, I've taken it off to a local picture framer. I've got it blown up, and it's on that sort of. Um, we we'll have cloth. to get Josh to sign it. Cloth. Well, that's what I'd like. I'd like you to do. I mean, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm. I think it'll come to me maybe next week. sometime. So if that's the case, come down and get a texter and sign off on it. it'll be a Josh Morrow original.
3: Thanks so much. That's um, (laughs) such high praise. Uh, Tim's going to link my cartooning Instagram below. Excellent. (laughs) Momo's Toons.
1: Damn straight. You should.
0: (laughs) Check it out if you Mm. want your own.
1: Absolutely. Talented and... And far too humble. Yeah. Yeah, Like, yeah, why yeah. is he
0: sitting at the table with us if he's so humble? Self-promoting. Really? <laughs> oh, come on. yeah. <laughs> like, dude, one thing you've got to realize if you're going to start doing your own thing is if you won't sell yourself, no one else will.
2: That's a good point. <laughs> oh, Lord, <laughs> it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in, in every way.
0: way. <laughs> it's a wonderful line out of the Blues Brothers where Jake and Elwood are talking and Jake goes Elwood, well, we've been exploited our whole life. We know how to. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Certain amount of truth in that. Okay, <laughs> so uh, everyone, how was your week so far? Uh, yeah. Important thing before we do that. What's that? Ooh. You know, audience, mm. we are drinking Prancing Pony oh, Pale yes. Ale. Mm. Long yeah. Flavor is the subtitle. Mm. Delicious. <laughs> makes, At 5.5% alcohol. Makes Cooper's Pale look rather pale. <laughs> yeah. The, the quote
1: on the, it's not even really a quote, it's just them saying it. She dude, says, dude, it's, it's good. so good. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well. You know. yeah, but being a good Germanic South Australian family, it should be, you know, dude, it's so good. <laughs> 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 You're
2: terminated.
0: <Yeah. laughs> Dream bouncing pony. <laughs> I think I'd rather just have a beer than be terminated. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, hopefully we don't end up terminated by the end of the podcast. You no, know, <laughs> no. So, this was the point of only Damn. buying
0: enough beer to be happy. Yeah <sighs> Like if it ever gets to the point Where it's four people And three cartons
3: We're in a world of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they're getting away With just ripping off the names Of um, popular inns and pubs From the Lord of the Rings Wait what? What?
0: What? Uh, the, what? <laughs> what have you noticed in None what is of us he, is that true? The
3: that- The Prancing Pony Isn't it where they go And hang out after the In the, um, oh. the Fellowship of the Ring uh, Just after
1: they escape Maybe that's what it was about Maybe they're just really Maybe Okay just can I make fan. a point here By the way I, I genuinely think their logo is quite phallic, and I'm not sure if it's what is the logo. I just drink the beer.
0: It's on the logo. Okay, so
1: it's it's two P's, except one of them, the first one is put backwards, so it's like a Q, but mm-hmm. it's for, you
0: know, Prancing mm-hmm. Pony,
1: PP, but mm-hmm. then they're, they're, they're kind of symmetrically opposite. Mm. And then the B for brewery is pointing downwards, but at the end of the stalk of the, uh, the P's, so it just looks, it just looks like a cotton so ball. The, Tim, Sorry. yeah, I was gonna say, no, no no, no, no,
0: no. I think so it's put two too much. circles at the top, an upright staff, and two circles at the bottom. Uh, uh, sort of, yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So it's either that or a Texan brand for a ranch we don't want to go to. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain.
2: <laughs> no, you know what it does look like, like now from a distance. I seeing deliverance okay. and thinking it, about squeal like a it, pig. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, it looks like uh, it looks like a koala bear actually. I mean if I
0: look if oh, I look back, yeah, we okay, can tell yeah, you're okay. a parent with small children. You have no sensible I, answer. I won't traumatise. You people. know what?
1: I see that. I, yeah. I, I full on see that. That's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well that makes me feel much better <laughs> Could about we at it? least pretend it's a drop bear and it's got fangs? <laughs> really circular fangs.
2: What was it that I saw on <laughs> National Geographic the other day? A parent oh there, there's this thing called Monster
0: Hunter. Mm.
2: And so this uh, is crazy. That based on the books?
0: Or is this actually like a series? And then it's a series
2: of a guy who's a wildlife dude, and he he goes out. Yeah, Yeah. so a cryptozoologist. Well, Mm. no, more like a zoologist who wants to find the monster but never gets there. You know, (laughs) Well, that Um, would be most. (laughs) It's actually quite uh, quite an unsatisfactory (laughs) series because you're waiting for the vampires to turn around and you know bite his neck and rip his guts out. That never happens. But anyway, uh, he was talking about something that the Australian bush had. Apparently, we've got out in the deep bush something called the marsupial lion. Mm -hmm. And that would have been something that would be very, I don't know, uh, similar to legend has it about the drop bear. Now, we think Mm. the drop bear is just a koala bear who's, I don't know, had... Dental work. Well, some, <laughs> some dental work. Had too many eucalyptus leaves, fell off and, you know, jumped on someone's head and ate their brains. But apparently the marsupial lion actually did that. Yeah, because oh.
0: somewhere on the Nullarbor there's some caves where animals used to fall and it's so dry. Uh, the you know, preserved bones are amazing. And they've got multiple marsupial lion specimens, Yep, full skeletons. Mm-hmm. And it was big and scary. You can tear your head straight
1: clean oil wow. clean oil so is there a biological or a um a fossil for like a bunyip or something you know like do we have do we have- Bunyips
0: a- don't exist, Tim. But- <laughs> Come on, there's, We know this one at Murray Bridge and we know if you pay money it emerges. Yeah. There's one bunyip and he's a, you know, a ten ten sort of nasty ten bastard. Of- probably a dollar a shot now. Oh, the- inflation.
1: <laughs> inflation and the bunyip. Because Josh, uh, of course, this is a talking point perhaps. You didn't live in Australia for your entire life, um, much like uh, Mr. Bruni, Dr. Bruni over here. You lived in UAE for a little while, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't don't know, or Gulf. Dubai?
3: Dubai. Uh, well, me half half. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Uh, I mean they're, they're an hour and a, an hour apart. You That's really right. Say. Well, Turns it depends are fast how fast you're. Guneans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can drive pretty fast
0: on that road yeah. as long as you don't <laughs> hit a camel. or it really is groovy. That's uh, true.
3: Uh, I've got um, I've got on and off memories of you know great times in Dubai and yeah. and not so great times in Dubai because I went uh, through puberty there and we've all had that. But um, Abu Dhabi, nothing but great because I only went out there to see gigs. And so that so was the happy
0: place.
2: Absolutely. Well, 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 that's weird because I only went to do Dub- Well, I didn't only just go to Dubai but to more see gigs. But more than not, the often than ones. not, the big ones. You know, like, for instance, Aerosmith. Oh, my God, what a concert that was. But the best one was Muse. Oh, that trip. I tell you, we left Abu Dhabi on a bus full of... Stoned and otherwise drunken Emirati youths, (laughs) and one of which had yeah, one of which had a T-shirt, and I didn't know uh, what the Lamb of God was. I thought I thought he was you know some twisted dude (laughs) who had some sort of satanic ritual or something. I don't know, but anyway, he had this Lamb of God T-shirt, and he thought he was so cool. He was sitting up in the back of the bus and making noise and getting more stoned and hammered and whatever. And then when we pulled into Dubai. The Lamb of God (laughs) shrieked and puked all over the back seat. (laughs) Bye-bye (laughs) lamb kebab.
0: Never eat the camel burger. Simple rules. It was pretty ugly. It was ugly. Oh, man. See, I would argue that after Clipsal, some shithead always used to chuck 30 seconds after you pulled out of the station. (laughs) And it was expressed to Dry Creek, which means you had 10 minutes in a full train car in 40-degree heat with vomit. The joys of Clipsal on the train. Terrible. Yuck. Terrible. I think my greatest
3: Abu Dhabi memory was I went to see Black Sabbath out there.
2: <gasps> <laughs>
3: they let him in the country. Jeez, um, <laughs> it was it was their. This is the end tour, the last thing that uh, Tony Iommi did before okay. he stopped. And um, it was a Wednesday night. We kind of bought tickets last minute because they were going real cheap. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I had school the next day. I wasn't really planning on on driving all the way out to Abu Dhabi and back, but you know for 70 dirhams, you know, you can't pass up seeing Black Sabbath. And so we got out there maybe five songs in and there was barely anyone there so we just walked Straight up to the barricade, there's Ozzy Osbourne live in person. I didn't have to fight to see him. Wow! And between every song, two like stagehands came on with a bucket of ice water, and dumped oh. it over his head because he was just overheating.
0: Yeah, in, in every song, was that
2: because of the drugs or just because it was hot?
0: Oh, well, no. old, old <laughs> well, probably a sex addiction out of control in a place where it was a little bit hard to just drive down the street and go, Hey, yeah, true, I'm Ozzy.
2: <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> that was actually my pickup line out there as well.
2: <laughs>
3: Two
1: uh, it in a nice way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, I have that. <laughs> oh,
0: it's great. None of our
1: jokes have to land. Oh, nice. They can just
0: free float until Tim gets to the effect.
1: I I thought that one was the.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we will eventually understand the technology.
1: <laughs> yeah. Josh, I want to know. Do Do you know what a bunyip is? You look, you were looking slightly confused before. No, I've got no idea. Okay, so it's a All mythical right. creature. I don't even know if I could explain it. No, no, explain it. Okay. okay. All right. Um. Lives in a billabong. Yeah, it's, it mm. lives in. So it's like the Australian Shrek,
3: <laughs>
1: but um, amphibian. Yeah, but yeah, but it kind of lives under the water. And isn't that
2: Barnaby Joyce?
1: <laughs>
0: mm. yeah. No, don't don't assume so much evolution. <laughs> Pond scum, I think we refer to him yeah. as. Yeah, that's what creepy crawlies are for. The chasing Barnaby round the pool.
1: Oh, I guess it's like it's like the mi- a mix between Shrek and um, the, what's the Scottish thing? The oh, Loch Ness. Nessie. Lo- yeah, Loch Nessie. Loch, yeah, Loch Ness Shrek. It's uh... Loch Ness Shrek in a muddy
0: river. <laughs> yeah.
2: but, but does anyone know? I mean, look, you know, uh, with regard to the old Australian legends of the Bunyip. What about the uh, the noise that it was meant to have made? Uh, th- didn't they have some sort of blood curdling noise? Mm. Oh, I yeah, thought that was the wear. yowie.
0: Oh, ah, the yowie, because which the, is our big the yowie supposedly got its name because that that's literally what the sound is like in the middle right. of the night. Oh,
1: right. oh. But isn't that just probably just a koala mating?
0: Well, Probably. It's, it's the koala that's mm. taking the steroids to get the dental work done <laughs> to get the red contacts to be a drop bear. Yeah. Don't talk uh, to me about dental work, David. Oh, that's a segue. We can, <laughs> we can segue. Okay, John, <laughs> uh, what is the really miserable thing in your life today? Well, this week I found out that I need to get a root
2: canal and I need to get that root canal done this week because mm. the following week, at the end of that week, I have to fly out to... The UK and Denmark, and apparently the dentist said that you cannot fly in your condition because the pain will be
0: yep. extraordinary. Will, yeah, yeah. And then
2: also the infection's likely to then spread. Yeah, but the problem with that is that, you know, as I was saying to the guys before we started recording, I mean, you know, people have all kinds of phobias and fears. People can freak out over seeing a clown. You know, some people will see a clown on a cruise ship and start beating the crap out of him. Uh, which happened recently, apparently. <laughs> Me, I don't want to go into ultra violence when I see a dentist. I just, you know, shrivel don't up. don't want to be there. I just, I, yeah, I just, I hate dentists. There's something about a drill. I mean, I, I don't like doctors much, but I can deal with a needle much better than I can with a drill because I always think frontal lobotomy. You know, I just think all I have to do is <laughs> slip one. Into the soft palate and into the brain.
1: <laughs> you would never be the same. That's it. No, that's right. <laughs> Which is why,
3: uh, listeners, if you jump onto the Blind Drunk Patreon, uh, you can actually, for just <laughs> one twenty dollars donation, do John's Root Canal. Oh, oh no, don't
2: do that. <laughs>
0: Tim will provide all the tools <laughs> from work. Yeah, from super cheap order. David will provide direction, (laughs) and uh, if you don't do it, (laughs) David will do it. Oh, oh great! So you're actually saving John from being (laughs) the America now. Hey Tim, where's the drill go?
2: A friend of mine said to me today, she said, well, John, you know, you've got an option. You could come to Malaysia and I can show you a doctor who will be able to do the root canal at a reasonable cost. Mm. But the problem is you'll probably harvest your organs as well as take out your left leg. So again (laughs) (laughs) again, the problem is the nine hours on the plane first. Oh, well, that's a problem too. But then, you know, alcohol has something to do with
1: that kind of long journey.
0: How about getting on a boat? Oh, even better. Even better.
1: I reckon uh, this is a a strange point, but Mm. I reckon you would actually get a pretty decent surgery if you went somewhere in Southeast Asia because they must do that many surgeries. There must be so much more well practiced. The place for Uh, dental is Thailand. mm. Well, so they say, Bangkok. But
2: but also for some of the more complicated surgeries, especially cosmetic surgeries, for Mm. instance. However, the problem is that you go over there, you pay next to next for your service, but Mm. if something were to go wrong, what's your fallback? You can't uh, go to your point. insurance company and say, hey, listen, I went to a dodgy clinic. out of-. There, was a, there was a story mm. of someone having uh, gone off to Southeast Asia to get some work done. When they came back, they had to get their stuff redone because it wasn't done properly.
0: Mm. Yeah, but this is this whole thing that anywhere in the world with most things, there's the sharp end and then the mess trying to make money. Mm. So if you do your due diligence... Yeah, there's a lot of money to be saved going overseas. If you're going to be there anyway, get your tooth fixed and then have the holiday. Yeah. You know, South <laughs> Africa had a rep in the late '90s, early 2000s. You know, go have the cosmetic surgery, and then go on for safari while you heal. Yeah. Come back to Australia looking better, and with great stories and great photos. Go out on the safari, have a little bit of blood trickling down your throat, mm. and then all of a sudden, the lions on top of you. <laughs> yeah, but that's What's why you uncle? don't get out of the Land Rover. <laughs> we know the rules: never, never get out of the Land Rover. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just have to watch out that I don't end up with Doctor Kevorkian. He's dead now, isn't he? Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he might be behind your chair. I can't tell. You, <laughs> you looked at David like he was personally responsible <laughs> that I knew the answer. <laughs> See, why does everyone assume I know the answer to strange questions? Because you know the answer to strange, strange, strange questions. questions.
2: Yeah.
0: Damn it. That's a weird, That's a weird do- question to ask us because we know that, well, you do know these things generally. Yeah. Yeah, but it's terrible the things that are in my head. Where'd they come from? Too much TV. That's what we're trying to find <laughs>
3: out.
1: Yeah, too much TV. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, Josh, what's
1: disturbed you? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you...
0: Oh, okay. Um, I'll put it on the spot. Oh, apologies. I don't know. So just have to do pa- it. pass it on around if you're not ready.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, Tim, what's disturbed you? What are you
1: reading? What are you watching? <laughs> well, I'm halfway through a book that I started before David, that David's probably now finished. Not nah, two hours left. You're all <laughs> um That's The Happiness Hypothesis, which we'll talk about on Blind Insights. So listeners can look forward to that. Stop plugging the other show, Tim. <gasps> it's, the <gasps> it's the same show. show. <laughs> it's the same show, just without beer. <laughs> this morning, I listened to a very decent very enjoyable episode of uh Strategicon. Shout out to John Yay. Dr. John Bruni over the over the table there. Uh that was good. Yeah. This week. Yeah. Just I've been overwhelmed a little bit just with getting back into university because well, three
0: philosophy subjects mm, simultaneously. That's yeah. you know setting towards permanent head damage.
1: It's really it it literally is wow. because I was in a tutorial today where I was getting the texts mixed up from the other course. Oops. And engaging with the content in absolutely the wrong way. And
0: that's the problem when three things are kind of similar, that mm. trying to keep them separate is probably going to be fairly nightmarish, particularly mm. when so much of your time is taken up. you're doing stuff with us related to microphones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, which, um, by the way, listeners, of course we're doing this from – should I say that we're doing it from John's house at the moment which yeah. is Yeah. It's uh, turning out rather well so let us know if This uh, is
0: all Tim's new equipment and mm. we're all very
2: pleased. And we're test driving it because of course it's portable equipment and we mm. yeah. want to make sure that the tech works in case we want to go out into the parklands and do a podcast Oh no we don't something. want to go to the parklands
0: we want to sit in cafes and pubs. Oh, all cafes and pubs. Yeah. Mm. In situ indeed. indeed. Mm. It's the road for the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: good point the the brand the brand of the mixer here is a road rode, R-O-D-E. And shout how appropriate. Out. <laughs> it's very nice <laughs> mm. australian brand by the way um, wow. a big shout out to awesome. them uh, they make some excellent microphones and some decent gear so um, a- australian brand made in australia mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. wow made weird that's, in australia. that's a good point oh some of it I believe is assembled in China. Some of yeah, the cheapest stuff. To just to bring the yeah. cost down, not yeah? Some of the cheapest stuff. Um, yeah. I, I believe it's Victoria, but I, Josh is gonna be my right hand man right now and look it up so I don't sound stupid. Well, I just noticed that your podcast doesn't have a Jamie yet. So, <laughs> what is <laughs> oh, this? Okay, so for the both of you, the most popular podcast in uh, the world is Joe uh, Rogan. Uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His right hand man, his production assistant, is called Jamie. Oh, and he's the one who looks things up when they don't know, oh. and he's the one who sorts out all the audio gear. It would be weird that you say that because I was listening to Joe Rogan today when ah. I got up, and I went to the gym, and I just listening to
2: his podcast, and it's okay. actually quite
1: good. Good, good point to pick up on. Did you listen to the episode he just recorded with Bernie Sanders? No, I didn't. Okay, oh, excellent. I- hour-long conversation with Bernie Sanders, and mm-hmm. I full, I fully got on board with his campaign. I drank the Kool-Aid of that episode. I think so. <laughs> yeah, but Bernie's
0: amazing. It's just a question of could Bernie implement any of the things he dreams of?
1: Well, it sound he he makes it sound like he can. He's like, oh, we just put this five percent, you know, point five percent tax on. Um, stock trades on Wall Street, and we can pay for this. And you know, we put this tax on this, and it, it just sounds like no money at all for the every for every person. Mm. But it's getting the agreement to do mm. that when everyone in the house is making money off of what you want to tax. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that he's trying to tackle is l- lobbying. Yeah, and the yeah K Street um, lobbyist. Yeah, and uh, big farmer.
0: Yeah.
2: Look, you know, I, I I admire Bernie. I think he's a great orator.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I
0: think, think that he.
2: Also, I, I think that he lives in cloud cuckoo land because he's he's an American in the United States that is today all about corruption.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it never well, has not, been. Not necessarily. That's it's far more maintaining the privilege you have. So it's far more an underlying nepotism and assumption that if you've done well, you have the right to manipulate the system to keep doing well. Mm.
2: Yeah. Well, you know. But again, he does talk the good talk, and I'm curious to see just how popular he's going to be this time around. I suspect that the uh, the uh, the people who are fought, vying for the Democrat uh, nomination at the moment, I mean Joe uh, um, uh, Joe Biden at the moment, mm. is doing a ratchet job. Can I say that on here now? Yeah, of okay, you can. cool. Ratchet job because he's just making gaff after gaffe after gaff, and it mm. comes down to an interesting point. Now, Bernie Sanders is of a certain vintage. Joe Biden Biden's is of a too, certain vintage, yeah. yeah. But but I think that there's a point at which sometimes people of a certain vintage can do the job and can, you know, ramp up for all this pressure. Mm. And sometimes you just can't. And I think mm. that Biden is overwhelmed. And also he does look like yesterday's man when, you know, he goes up against uh, Kamala Harris mm-hmm. and various other of the younger contenders. You know, it's like yeah. this guy's so freaking out of touch. Why are you even thinking about going down this this bar, yeah, that's right. I and think, yet, the Democrats mm.
0: are so bad at picking candidates. I think it will be probably Biden and hopefully one of the young uns for VP.
2: Oh, we can only hope, we can only hope, God. But then again, you know, how long is Biden really got?
3: I mean, I, I don't want to be grieved. Well, hopefully, here, but,
0: one term and that's all.
3: Yeah. I mean, He's effectively just Biden his time.
1: Oh, no. Row one, Tim. Row one, Tim. No, that was Josh. He, was, was, he was cricketing himself. Yeah, yeah yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I must admit, that sounds like birds, not crickets. So oh. that's... um oh, that's po- okay. Points marked down for road there. <laughs> it's more like some little finches going,
0: <laughs> let us in, it's cold it's outside. Cold
2: outside. Yeah. <laughs> it is cold outside. Apparently, it's going to be two degrees tonight. It's one, uh, one oh. of the coldest nights this year. Really? Which is really weird because, I, I look, I said to, uh, to David and Tim... One of the cold nights got uh, cold afternoons, uh, well, mornings I should say, that we uh, we did some podcasting uh, in the city and we were about to head off to lunch and I said, wow, you know, this, that this was winter. was truly
0: freezing that I was
2: cold and it was yeah. the first time that I actually felt the cold all winter. This bloody climate change mm. is driving us all to, you know, distraction.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. climate change sceptics out there who are thinking, oh, how could it be cold if it's meant to get warmer? What climate change means is instability in the system. Mm. The hot is hot, the cold is colder, the dry is drier and the wet is wetter. It's about instability. Now, the long-term consequence of instability is likely to be warmer overall in the long run. Mm. But with all those variability... Well, we can only I hope that, that we'll have a lot of volcanic eruptions. So mm. it'll spew up all the sulfur
2: into the upper atmosphere mm. and basically make darkness. us all shiver.
1: It's uh, un- undeniable. <laughs> <And die. laughs>
0: I like the idea of the darkness. Nothing will be too bright for my eyes. <laughs> 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 the problem is there'll be nothing to eat. Yeah, that would be a problem. I'm going to have to hoard the last ton of barley to make. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. SpaceX is going to solve it all oh, for us. Yeah, well, we're yeah, going yeah. to have
2: a moon colony and they're going to have Come hydroponics. On. We can't and-
0: even fix this shit. How are we meant to terraform a planet? Yeah, you get a point. <laughs> if there's oil on it. <laughs> well, there's oil. We're, Explo- we're out there. Well, yeah, yeah. No,
2: exploiting resources, we're really good at doing. Uh,
1: it's it's about protecting what we have. We're really shit at. Well, if we find other planets that we can exploit, then we can protect this one. Maybe we are uh. the aliens. You know, when you see all those those
2: Hollywood movies about you know the aliens are coming to Earth and they're yeah. going to be sucking up our resources yeah. or using humans as their food and all this mm. kind of thing. Maybe it's really a subconscious reflection on what we. You're doing right, mm. yeah, hey, 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 mm. yeah, hey. mm. yeah. But that's the wonder <laughs> of
0: sci-fi: is you get to, to sort of outsource your ugliest characteristics into the alien mm. and deal with them more honestly. So we don't have a Star Trek future; we but have a we have a
2: V-like future or, or an Independence Day future. Mm. We're the alien that will go to another Earth-like
1: planet, look at the then president of whatever the country is, and blow the crap out of their White House. Mm. I reckon we're more. I reckon we're more close to someone standing up on a, on a stage and being the next Thanos. You know, I reckon there's <laughs> going to be there's going to be Hitler-esque world leader that just says we'll just wipe out indiscriminately half the population. Yeah, but
0: at some level there's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that a bit too dark? <laughs> no, just yeah, just, just, yeah. Just, just, yeah. just a little bit too dark. Mike. <laughs> at a certain point, you're going to be able to justify population destruction yeah. through environmental protection. So we haven't truly yet seen a radical environmentalism that says eliminate half the human population Mm -hmm. and you eliminate more than half the problems. Mm -hmm. And it can't be that far away that someone starts saying it. And that manifesto is going to be persuasive because we just tinker at the edges and achieve very little to fix the climate. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you actually argued for massive population reduction or quite simply saying that the majority of people will let you live out your life but on 2,000 calories a day, only enough water to survive and wasting nothing else. Mm. That is actually a very persuasive environmental argument, (laughs) which means the loopies are going to go crazy for it. Oh, yeah. So if you're out there, (laughs) stop listening. Uh, (laughs) Try that 2,000-calorie diet yourself. Mm. No extra electricity for you, son. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Okay. Uh, and on that note, who needs a drink? Yeah,
2: I was. Yeah yeah, 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 come on, yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Hang on, there's two here, one here, one there. I better start opening up some of these beers. I reckon. <laughs> God, that was a that was an awful bloody discussion. Let's let's talk. I'll,
0: to I'll edit it out. I'll edit it out. No, let's no, no. Don't it. It out. Come on. It's still the whole point is this is the point of what happens on Friday nights. Some conversations are up. Some make you want to drink Have another drink. Well, <laughs> that's a good
1: experiment. How about this time? I Thank you. I take my life a little easier. I'll edit it to my liking.
0: You do what you want
1: to do because you're the, you're okay. the chief. In the future, booth. I may do a. A, a, a basically unedited episode where all I do is take out the silence effectively or anything yeah. that someone regrets saying, I can yeah. do that too. But oh. And then we'll see if the audience likes it because it would be a damn sight easier and it would be more representative of can what this reality. Is. Exactly. Yeah. So it, with that in mind, cheers, gentlemen. Oh, Again. Cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. <laughs> you, you mentioned something really interesting. I mean, what the hell would
2: we say that we would end up regretting?
0: Hmm. We've had pretty- Oh, e- look, I can say something now if you really want me to. No, okay, that's <laughs> the question no, no, you don't say, so start a it. podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Any of you who are under 30 who've seen the modern version of the sci-fi series V and you think that was good, you really need a lobotomy. Go back <laughs> to the 80s original. Wow. Yeah, you know, Which is it really to- socially uncomfortable. <laughs>
2: sometimes it doesn't pay to actually mess around with the original, right?
0: No. Some <laughs> things are just so good and the idea that the- quote, unquote, humans that come down to save us look like perfect humans mm. but are actually lizards that eat hamsters. Mm. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and if you're a teenager when it pops up on TV and you're like, hmm, it's just messed with my head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Originals that are better than, sorry, no, S- sequels or um, remakes that remakes are better than, than the, the originals. originals. Okay,
0: a- so. Alien 2 over Alien. Well, Alien 2 mm-hmm. is just the mm-hmm. best of forever. Terminator 2. Yeah. Yeah. Terminator 2. Terminator, Terminator One yet. is amazing. Yep. Yep. If I you agree. were there for it, yeah. well, I,
1: I'm, I am, I'm personally more affected as a thriller by Terminator One. Yes, but as a narrative, I'm more affected by Terminator Two. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. Oh, Empire Strikes Back. over okay. Star
1: Wars. Yeah.
0: yeah. See,
3: yeah. Yeah. The Dark Knight.
0: Oh, David, say something right. I'm about to agree with, please. Now, see, the thing is, like, Empire Strikes Back. Okay, I was, I think, seven when I got to go to Star Wars and had just enough sight that big things were moving on the screen and made some sense. Mm, yep. Going to Empire Strikes Back, it's like it had changed gear so dramatically. I can now go, okay, that makes a lot of sense to send, you know, to drive the story forward. But at the time as a kid who'd loved the first movie, the second one was like, what drugs are they on? <laughs> it had changed direction like they'd never thought there was going to be a second movie. Mm. And then you leap back to the more... Kind of goofy, family-friendly Ewoks going yub nub oh, yeah. and dancing around the fire. And clearly, I'm way too much psilocybin for their own <laughs> and you go, Okay, well, I think that's a little phrase at least. Singing around nub, and then you, you have some dancing and some bopping. And then yep. yub nub. Apparently, when I'm bored and I'm doing yoga, I still sit there going yub <laughs> nub. So at heart, clearly, I want to do Ewok yoga, Yeah. short-term <laughs> yoga.
1: I am I am a bigger fan of uh, Episode Four than Episode Five. I'm I'm probably on the same boat as you.
0: Okay. But perhaps for different reasons. Because, um, you know, you would have seen them all mm. as a kid back to back in a weekend yes. if you wanted.
1: Yes. Which I did. Had them all on VHS and then yeah. all on DVD, and now I have them all illegally downloaded. Okay. <laughs> so, so,
2: so, what was George Lucas thinking when he did, uh, you know, he did the prequels, episode one? I mean, how awful was that? When I saw Has that. Has
0: everyone got through all of those movies, or yes. did you just get up? My children made me do okay. it. Okay, I've never actually but again because I'm listening for the storytelling now because I don't know the side I had when the originals were on. I can't even make it through a half hour of any of the prequels. Wow, it's hard. They're bloody horrible. What's the new standalone film? Oh, uh, Rogue, Rogue One. Uh, Rogue, One. Now, that Rogue was actually One was good. that was, yeah, was actually good. Yeah. yeah. No, and yeah. Solo. Where Solo. Solo. Uh, yeah.
2: well, Solo was crap. Oh, you didn't yeah. like Solo. No. <gasps> Okay. No, it was, okay. was crap. Okay, so... I fell asleep halfway through it.
0: Wow. No, it was,
2: just, and I was looking forward to it too. Yeah. You know, it was one of those okay. things where I okay. was like, oh, I've got to see Solo, got to see Solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened? It's There's over. an
0: indication <laughs> of how good the mics are, that he genuinely sounded like a but Yeah. we he got together. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get busy getting some psilocybin mushrooms and a yeah. lava lamp. Yep. Yeah. Look, waka Josh and I...
1: Josh and I...
0: Psilocybin mushrooms, you know, we're only
2: on beer at this point. (laughs) Yeah, perhaps in another episode though.
3: (laughs) Blind tripping, (laughs) yeah, that's (laughs) it.
1: Oh no,
0: is this the point where we have cowboy music? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: Yes. That was good Sorry yeah. If I hadn't been looking at the buttons I would have full on believed <laughs> Yeah that. I did that yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Now Josh and I were Roughly what Five You, you were 1995 Yep So you would have been Yeah roughly four or five Or whatever When No 1999 So you were in four or five Yeah mm-hmm. When the four. first of the prequels when, came out. Yeah, when, uh, mm. sorry, uh, Phantom Menace came out. Yeah. And it and is a Phantom Menace to yeah. wreck a series like that. Yeah. And I was probably four as well. Oh, three or four, whatever it was. Anyway, I went and saw it in cinema and you would have probably seen it in cinema. I didn't. Actually. You didn't? No. Okay.
0: Well, I have really fond memories of the prequels because I was a kid. Because you're a little kid and mm. that's, yeah, that's the thing. You can go back and revisit things and go, you've lost the thrill of things being new. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a great example of this, of you know, the original and then the follow-up, you know, John and I love Blade Runner. Mm-hmm, so when mm-hmm, the new movie mm-hmm, came mm-hmm. out, our excitement to go and we went with a friend of ours who was yep. here from Malaysia yep. and she'd never seen the original. Mm-hmm. And we, by halfway through the movie, would have happily just got up and gone and had five beers and been miserable. Because <laughs> No, Blade we Runner, would have had five beers and we would not have been miserable. Well, we would be been miserable about the movie and then been happy about the beer. Yeah. <laughs> but because Sharmini was actually enjoying the movie, yeah. We kind of stuck it out for her benefit. It's uh, a long film. It's a long film and it was just rubbish. You know, I mean like. I hated the music. It it, it was so, I hate the sound
2: effects. To me, it was just crushing. Yeah. But you know like it's it's nice that Harrison Ford
0: reprises his role mm-hmm. yeah, but they but misused old, him it could have been really interesting mm-hmm. well, they could have put him in Solo and, and, well, <laughs> right. and what's, what's I this, am your grandfather this, your father Andrew
2: the, Jared Leto's character was just so disjointed you know it's like mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. he, he was because he's a weird guy right so oh, you, yes. you saw you saw the Batman of uh, mm-hmm. the um, Joker? Uh, Joker Joker yeah terrible oh, <laughs> it, it was awful right and, and apparently he's one of those method actors he really gets yeah. into his role mm-hmm. so when you... You see him in his trailer putting on his makeup. He is the Joker. Mm. You don't go up to him and say, "Hey, Jared, mm. how's it going, mate?" He's like, "I am the fucking Joker. I'm gonna <laughs> rip your guts out, <laughs> of
1: that bastard." Yeah, you know, it's
0: yeah. like, "Oh,
2: I'm fucking no alright, <laughs> <laughs> come the
0: hell
1: down, man." We bring back Jack Nicholson.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to have a walking frame, but yeah. be all right. <laughs> yeah, that's it be alright. Here's Jackie. Here's Joker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then look at Heath Ledger. Uh, again, someone yeah, who it seemed was sure. very much heading to that point of becoming the serious method actor to the point where, you know, the method in his own life got a little bit wobbly. Yeah. But he was the best. So I yeah, that, said. that is the best version of It I is, is yeah, yeah. And again, I'm the weird one. You, you guys can watch, but I'm just, you know, am I persuaded by the performance? Mm. And Heath Ledger was amazing in that sense. All right. So uh, getting back to our, our
2: original uh, thing about, you know, what is better than the uh, what... What what sequel is better than the original? Yeah, Battlestar Galactica yes. the series. Like oh as kids, my for God. John and I in the seventies, the, the original was awesome. Mm, okay. But that's because yeah. we were kids.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, the nuance fantastic.
2: And don't forget, you know, when we were kids, they actually had this thing called sense around. Now, you young cats don't know what sense around is, but it's like when the whole cinema shakes. You see the Battlestar Galactica zooming across the uh, across the, uh, across oh. the screen, and the, mm. everything is just. Bloody shaking. So it was
0: like uh, Dolby Atmos or whatever they have now. If I remember correctly, that's one of the reasons why I think Star Wars is stuck in my head Mm -hmm. is it was the first movie in Adelaide in the first cinema set up with, you know, hardcore Dolby stereo. Yeah, THX. Yeah, so the -hmm. the place literally Uh, rumbled as the starship came over the the horizons of the planet. And as a little blind kid being able to just see what was on the screen a bit, but having audio, you that can feel good. it and you can hear oh. it. Yeah. So oh.
1: here's one thing that is constant, I believe, even in the new films. And Josh and I studied this. Ben Burt is the what, what is known as the father of sound design. And he, his, he's still basically, doing it. yeah, his first film, his first kind of big film was the first Star Wars film. And he's done wow. all of them, basically. And so he, for instance, with R2 D2, he mm. took the kind of melodic patterns of a child's voice.
0: And that's why it's so persuasive to us as people. Yeah, because wow. basically,
1: know you know, he thought of it in the way of like, okay, so what things communicate to us? What things can we understand without them actually being words? Yeah. Babies communicate and they don't say yep. real words, but we kind of have a we rough know sense of mean. what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. So he took the melodic passion of a baby and then just made it all beep boots. Wow. And it sounds like a robot and you wouldn't know it was based on a baby. Yeah. You know, somehow, yet you're still getting emotional.
0: And see, that's interesting Inputs. because that works brilliantly. And yet Chewbacca sounding like he just put his foot in a bear trap does nothing for
1: him.
2: <laughs> <Like laughs> he, yeah.
0: he, he could either want pasta or to be let out to have a wade. Yeah, sure, either way he what do you want? <laughs>
2: either way, it's a mystery. I, yeah, I, I, I never got that because it's like, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, not that I study languages or anything, but you kind of think, you know, in an intergalactic kind of way, mm. you know, you got this uh, big furry critter who just goes mm. constantly mm. And, and, you, and you're the human dude. So what are the cues that you could get from... Uh, you do it much better, Josh. Do it. Okay. There you go.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Why did I you learn know that? I'm so <laughs> into the only, the only two people Sorry. that can do it at this Sorry, table. It's camel noises. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're actually used to talking to camels going, you know, I've lost the car keys, you take me home. It's camel speak. Oh, Jesus. I will not turn you into a camel burger. I will save you from that fate. Was that racist? Should I edit that out? No. No, About camel
1: burgers. What's racist about that? Oh, no, because I said that they learned the Chewbacca noise in Dubai. Yeah, But you're (laughs) in a fucking sandy desert. What else are you going to do when you're bored? (laughs) Okay, yeah, well, look, well, you know, that's, no, that's you, where we'll take it. You didn't have to be in Dubai. You could have been in Morocco. Yeah, same was, same, would, it would have been camel the same person camel. and you would have had the same learning input. It, it's fine. It was I, was just, just, I was just temporarily asking you, did you learn it at the time that you were in Dubai? <laughs>
3: it was it was a shared trait Two people who've lived
2: in the UAE. It yes. wasn't racist until you said, was yeah. that racist? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything is racist these days. Yeah, That's another one of my pet peeves, guys. Mm. You know, you can't say. Root Canal. Well, that. Yeah. <laughs> if it combines it. Race Racist Root Canal. Ooh, that sounds almost sexy. (laughs) I want myself a racist root canal. That's actually
3: actually my upcoming podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Racist Root Canal with Dr. Dr. Drill. You're going to get nailed, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Just pluck that banjo and... Fly the stars and bars. It says, yeah.
1: it says Josh is hoping to work in immigration.
2: Oh, God. Is he? No, don't do that.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you con- just destroyed his career, Tim. Thanks. That's all right.
3: <laughs> I'm not saying anything.
0: They're about to do a background check.
3: <laughs> oh they they about about <laughs> it's
0: all fine. <laughs> the worst you can do is make Chewbacca noises at work. Yeah. Which means half of them will think you're awesome.
3: I was full on planning on doing that. And then- you know, hiding behind people and going
1: into Yoda as well, you know. <laughs> 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 that one's quite similar to the only voice that I can do is Marge Simpson and like I can only do basically two lines,
0: which is like mm. Homer. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's a lot. Well done. Okay, thanks. I yeah. like it. Mm. Yeah. That's now immortalized. We can put it in every podcast. <laughs> Actually, you know what's the sound do? effect? Yeah, that's right. Put it in the sound effect board. Yep. Yeah, for sure.
1: Mm. Uh, Battlestar Galactica was our last. Yes. Uh, Josh, what do you think? What do you think is a, a, a remake or sequel that is better than the original?
3: Oh, okay. Well, um, Empire, Dark Knight. Yep. Dark Knight's a good one.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. I'm Batman. <laughs> Well, with I, all those trilogies, it tends to go
1: the second one, middle,
3: best, yeah. worst.
2: Mm. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, true. It, it peaks. It, it it gets up. It sort of plateaus, and then it peaks. Mm, Toy Story. At, what Toy Story I've heard is actually quite good, and it mm. maintains itself for how many of them were there? Four. Four. now. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Was well, a new one, didn't yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I have yeah, only watched the, the first one. three. I kind of don't want to. Hey, Rambo movies. Perfect example. First one. No, they. The first one was the best.
1: You reckon oh, it's like yeah, a trilogy? Oh, yeah, first trilogy. One true. is amazing mean, yeah. based on the
0: book. Yeah. yeah. Two so is. Trilogy's okay. interesting, though. Three in Afghanistan is like really all we need is Timothy Dalton's Bond to meet Rambo and they go and take out the Russians together. It would have been perfect bullshit.
2: Yeah, look, I remember going to see Rambo 3 with Dad at the cinema and we cacked ourselves laughing. Yeah, we just because it, yeah. yeah, it was a comedy. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. But then when like it was Chuck in Abu Dhabi, no, so. right, we got to see, what was it, Rambo 5 when he was he went in to, the Thai jungle? Oh, yeah. It's with like, the, oh, no, no, Burma, Burma. Burma. They were in Burma. And uh, it was like a blood fest. And it was weird. I, I, I don't know, Josh, I had a few interesting experiences going to the cinema in the UAE. Now, you know, what they normally do, and I mean, I, I love and respect the UAE enormously, but I always found it a bit weird that they had a very puritanical thing with regard to sex. Mm. So anything like, you know, a little kiss here, that night, I'll cut it out. Mm. But violence, somehow, no, they, would find, they would find... Floor cuttings of extra violence to cram into the movie with a sex or the hetero. You know, normative kind of combination of male and female would just be, you know, forbidden, right? Would they leave the audio in? So
1: it's just this like massively violent things happening on your, oh, that'd on be your screen. Are these like orgasmic <laughs>
2: things, like
0: you got to watch them the violence. It's
2: <laughs> so weird, right? So, so, so this workmate of mine, Guillermo and I, we, uh, we we thought, oh, you know, it's been a hard bloody week at work. Come on, let's go, Johnny. Let's go off to the cinema. So we went to the cinema and we saw The Kingdom. Oh man, that was a freaky experience, right? So we were in the cinema, the only two white guys
0: in the cinema. What's the thing about them, the Crusaders? This is going to end badly. No, 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 not the Crusaders.
2: The Kingdom is about, uh, you know, modern Saudi Arabia. So oh, like, oh, okay. Uh, what was with the- Jamie Foxx. And uh, mm. it, it, was, it was great. It was really intense. But the atmospherics inside the cinema, you had a lot of anti-Western, you know, kids who were stuffing their faces with Doritos and all that kind of rubbish because, you know, when, <laughs> it was really interesting. The Emiratis eat healthy food, right?
0: No, they ate healthy food. Well,
2: well the kids, on the <laughs> other hand, you know, because they're spoiled rotten in many instances, they go and they eat out with their friends. So they eat all this junk and shit, you know, and diabetes is a big problem in the Emirates, really? a big problem. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you know, you got these kids, you know, and as soon as you know the the Western expats were blown up or killed, they were screaming and yapping, and and Guillermo and I were just like, you know, in our seats, crouching down, thinking, "Holy fuck, I hope they don't see us," because oh. <laughs> we were in our work clothes, you know, Western work clothes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, that is a great idea, Johnny. Maybe not this movie, yeah, hey? not so well thought <laughs> out." Interesting. I um,
3: yeah. I remember going to watch The Wolf of Wall Street in, in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only was it forty minutes shorter than the original cut, oh, wow! Because
1: wow. of the, all the sex stuff and it's sex and
3: drugs that gone. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't actually know Margot Robbie was in yeah. the it's film in the movie. until I yeah. it.
1: Uh, it
3: was rated PG thirteen in Dubai yeah. after what? they got oh. to what? it, and <laughs> made no logical sense. No, uh, none at all. Oh my god! Okay, he so had, he oh, didn't oh, sorry, have continue. money. Continue. Then he had some money, yep, and then he didn't. And I don't know what happened.
0: Much like life in the Gulf. heavily, heavily
1: edited. Uh, pink stock, pink stocks, and oil—is that possible? Yeah, sorry. Um, so, is that really- right into your hair? Yeah, that's it. Oh, boom, boom. Listeners, by the way, at the moment, I have pink hair, not by accident. Funnily enough. It's so Um, good
3: that you got roasted by a blind
1: man.
0: (laughs) I didn't (laughs) roast him. I'm (laughs) just pointing out a link. David, no. I'm a pattern recognition. For some reason
1: for some reason your opinion on my aesthetics affects me very strongly because I also grew a mustache because you thought it was funny I didn't have one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the whole idea of the Lincoln beard, I've only ever felt it on one face. Yeah. I'm like, what are you trying to achieve? (laughs) Yeah, so Uh, listeners, I I had a beard without a mustache, like a Lincoln. Mm, anyway four score and 20 years yeah, ago yeah that's right no
2: you know four score yeah so you see um, when I walked into the studio a couple of weeks back and I saw Tim had pink hair I said what happened to you <laughs> and I mean look you know I'm a pretty laid back swinging hipster kind of dude
0: I agree no you don't you have know. a braille horn rim glasses you don't want to be a hipster
2: well I ain't got glasses no,
0: he's hip he's you're hip, hip. you yeah, ain't yeah. a hipster oh, well okay I'm not a hipster but I'm, I'm hip right so you know I, yeah but it, don't be a hipster no, I would no. have to get you a plaid shirt and a flat cap, and
1: a and a man. A dunk. strategic con cap. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to go change cap. my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dude, you don't have
0: a flat cap or horn room glasses, do you? No. no, he doesn't. Then what are you worried about? <laughs> yeah, um, don't yeah. be worried. Don't be worried. Yeah.
1: Look, I, I, it, the hair has been slightly offensive, even. Even to who to just just some people, it's just not offensive, but but it's it's made people stop and look. Oh, it's yeah, it's different. It's very different. Like yeah. I was walking down Rundle Mall today, and I saw four people with pink hair. Not one of them
0: were men. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's more that you know, you're the guy with a beard with pink hair. Yeah, well, it's, it's just incongruous. Josh,
1: would you like experience. to say how you described me once?
3: It, it looks like you've got one of those RPG video games, and you just hit randomise on your character at the start screen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm
1: like an, a randomised avatar. I've got a beard and pink hair but you know at work recently over the weekend I was hit on by two gay men actually well one gay man twice he he came in on Sunday as well as Saturday Oh, so he was successful. See, this is yeah. why you, <laughs> <what> you need <laughs> an engagement ring as well. So go, Look, dude, committed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should have done that. Well, unfortunately, I said, you know, I'm engaged. And he said, oh, what's his name? <laughs> oh, Tim's bringing Pinky back. Yeah, that's it. Ah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that one needed a sound effect.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, well, no,
3: hit the pink button. See what that does. What? Well, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that, Somewhere over the yeah. rainbow with a psilocybin. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> that was an ode to
1: Tim's hair colour. <laughs>
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Um I
1: completely forgot how he got onto this tangent. It's really bugging me you now. Oh well.
0: I think because matter. I got accused of roasting you, where all I was doing was oh. pointing out a pattern. Because yes. I'm a pattern recognition guy.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, I take I take I take David's aesthetic aesthetic that's a worry, judge- dude.
0: judgments quite seriously. So I will be more careful then. Really, other than the Lincoln beard, I don't have much to pick on. That's the only one that would ever confuse me. Yeah, but yeah, but the boy loves knives. Me? Mm. Of course Mm. I do. Yes, he does. Sharp (laughs) things are awesome. That's his aesthetic. (laughs) If I could could wear one as a tie, it would be awesome. Mm. Oh dear God. A nice nine inch bladed fighting knife as a tie. (laughs) Be like the perfect day.
1: It feels like a really strange place to end it, but I'm feeling like we're coming to a natural end. Mm. So, well, they- <laughs>
0: should we revisit the beer? Do we still all like it? Yes, we do good like point. the beer. It's an it's excellent The Pony is Prancing the Pale is good. Mm. So now, that, is anyone actually reading anything other than. Yeah. Because I, I actually have a book I would like to tell you guys about in case people would like to read it because I think it's really interesting. So, if we run out of time? What can I talk about? My no, book? go for it. You're very welcome to. Okay. I finished a book called Aftershocks. It's the first book in a series called The Palladium Wars, and it's written by Marco Clues, who is a German author, and ex-German army. So he very much is informed by his experience in uniform and German history. So The Palladium Wars is set in a solar system that humans have settled where they've had an interplanetary war and the original aggressor has lost horribly and it's almost like he's going through the whole thing of after World War Two where the Germans lost, lots of Germans ended up in the Gulag, and then when they went back to West Germany later, they understood the Russians and were useful to German intelligence. So they were outsiders, and yet they were resurrected because they were useful. Mm. So he's essentially trying to explain all this history in a sci-fi context. So like we were talking about before, some things you can't talk about. And he's going down this really interesting pathway. In the first book, we have a guy who's been jailed for years to being in the wrong military unit spending all the money he can to get an identity so he can move freely and yet everyone's after him because he's an intel person who understands how everything works and knows how the enemy work and i love the fact that this was a combination of sci-fi and history with a really uncomfortable balance which seeing none of you have read is not going to be really good as a discussion topic. Mm. No, it'll come out
2: as a movie sometime.
0: Well, I, I hope so because Marco Clues writes great military sci-fi. The only problem is he doesn't sugarcoat. So in his last series, um, first book is Terms of Enlistment. Can't remember the name of the series. But by book four, the main character is popping pills for PTSD, drinking too much and freaking out. And not many you know, military sci-fi authors are honest enough to essentially break their own main character. It's a pretty brave thing to do.
1: I
2: want to raise something
0: uh, just before we go. And I know that we were off air and uh,
2: we were discussing my experience with The Lion King. Now, I don't know whether or not much of our audience has actually seen The Lion King, but I did raise it uh, toward our two philosophers, David and Tim. And I said that, um, you know, it was just, I mean, it was a beautiful film, wonderful, absolutely stunning. But quite frankly, it looked like a bloody National Geographic, you know. Too uh, real from it what was you just, were describing. Yeah, it was just too real. So if we were to bring this sci-fi mm. series to the table and we're going to sort of turn it into a Netflix series or turn it into a big feature movie, at what point are we actually creating a a different. Uh, well, at what point is this simulacra of reality it becoming real? looks so real. It's real. Real. Yeah. You know. So we don't know the difference. And and of course we haven't actually gone into the whole. You know, you're putting on the, the visor and you've got that s- s- virtual reality, augmented reality stuff going mm. on. Well, it's actually, a,
0: the chips are all in all of our new phones. You this know is what, the weird thing. We've all got AI chips in our phones now. Yeah. And yet they're not really doing anything yet. And it's like, well, when's the breakthrough? Well, look, it must be around the corner
2: because I saw, um, you know, with all the um, um, celebrations of the Apollo uh, 11 space missions over the last uh, few weeks, there was an application that was released on Apple and you could have the Saturn V literally take off from this table. And all you have to do is press the button and watch the rocket take off. Now, it's on my phone. I'll show you guys Mm. afterwards. It's absolutely bloody incredible Mm. because it scales itself to the table or the the flat surface that you want to launch the rocket off. And it goes up and, you know, everything is to scale as it, you know, flies off the table or the the, the kitchen bench or wherever you want to – wherever you want to have it. I mean it's incredible what they're doing. Mm. And I did challenge both uh, David and Tim to do a blind insights on mm. the notion of reality and what it means today if the fiction becomes so real. Mm. How do we then tell the difference? Well, it's the
0: beginning of the Matrix. Yeah. Doesn't well, matter which mm. color pill it is, the realities you don't know where you are mm. and what's sure. true. Well,
1: and and it relates back to Part of our sequel discussion. So, Blade Runner twenty forty nine yeah. had probably the most real recreation of a dead person yeah. in mm-hmm. in film history so far. Yeah. So, uh, I believe Harrison Ford's love interest in the first Blade Runner mm. was 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 dead by the time that they made the second or or the sequel, and she is an entirely CG. Character in the second film in twenty forty nine. Yeah, that's
3: and it, that's the secret. Is it has to be one of Harrison Ford's love interests because, as you know, that they also did a great job
0: recreating Princess Leia for Rogue that's right. One. Yeah. So yeah. In that's just a those point. few seconds—that's the key of her being mm. handed all the information about the Death Star. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's good. We have continuity. We had Rogue One early, mm. and we come back to Rogue One, mm. Mm. which means there is still hope. <laughs> And you.
1: Make sure they come back and uh, and and talk about uh, the next Star Wars film when that comes out. But I'd I'd like to thank you very much, Josh, um, our international man of mystery and and art, <laughs> well, for for joining us. Wow, well,
3: thanks so much. <laughs> um, I'd just like to take this moment to say. Uh, suck it, Pete. I got onto Blind Drunk before you did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that week's for the Bin King. You yeah. two will have to come back on together and then he can beat you around the head with a bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> and of course, thank you very much, uh, Dr. John Bruni. I like calling you. Do you like being called Doctor? Uh, In the yeah. right
2: circumstances. It's under the right circumstances. You know, when there's latex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'd like to be called something else when there's latex involved. Do you,
1: <laughs> do you like to just flex on the dentist when he's doing your brute canal? Actually, it's well, a a a Dr. Hitting. John to you. <laughs> well
2: well actually, you know, to today I had to go to the pharmacy to pick up some antibiotics. And and the woman, you know, it's it's amazing. I've got a I've got a very simple name. It's Bruni, right? It's mm-hmm. like Rooney with a B. it's, yeah. it's not that difficult. But people keep on mispronouncing it for whatever bruni, reason. Uh, come to brown the- eye, brown. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, it's just awful, you know. <laughs> anyway, so the the, uh, the the pharmacist was, you know, mangled my name again, and I uh, got up to the counter and I said, "Yes, it's actually Bruni." Oh, really? And it's like. Is it well, really what's hard your to get? What, what's your what's your fucking name, stupid? So I can mispronounce it in front of you, asshole. <laughs> Smith. <laughs> <Smythe. Or> Smith. <laughs> Smith. <Mr>. Smith. Mister <laughs> Smith. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. See, knowing my like, yeah, she's got one of those bloody names that is so difficult to Basic. fuck up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> basically a second <laughs> first on. name. Only yeah, five only. letters. To be fair, yeah. though, I. I got your name wrong the other day. It was a Freudian slip. I said only, like a lot of people turn the L in the around and turn into
0: only, only. Because again, they sort of they think that again, you look for the word you know. We read by shapes. Yeah, yeah. So it's closest to only so I'm the only David Olney but I'm not because it's the country and western guy who if we become really famous we could have him on the
1: podcast and say hey Dave Uh, you're rich you want to share thank you very much David for joining us it's been Blind Drunk and uh, of course thank you very much to Prancing Pony we purchased your beer but uh, it was very enjoyable and it's fueled this conversation
3: sorry Tim told you that your logo is a penis
1: (laughs)
0: well I actually think it was a drop beer but that's a whole other issue Yeah, yeah
1: dude it's so good
0: Hasta la vista, audience. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying Blind Drunk, please subscribe. And also, please like our Facebook page. Search for Blind Insights with David Olney. Don't forget, we have merchandise. And thank you to the OzCast Network for their support. Peace out.